Nick Aldis is on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast today giving us an all-in update. We've got details on the upcoming 200th episode live from Caroline's and a second, yes, second live event happening the week of SummerSlam. We've got the state of wrestling and a whole lot more. Let's start Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Content heavy, content heavy, content heavy. We're going to be content heavy the next, I would say, couple of weeks here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Only two episodes left to call it Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast before we make the full transition into Not Sam Wrestling. It's a very, very exciting time. It's history. 200 episodes, and then we transfer over to Not Sam Wrestling, and you can be a part of it live. I announced this week, last week on the podcast, I announced not only would Bruce Pritchard, but Dalton Castle will also be at the 200th Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast on social media. If you follow me, at Not Sam on Instagram and Twitter and all those fun Facebook places like that. You also found out that Pat McAfee and Renee Young will both as well be at the 200th episode. That's Thursday, August 16th, 9.30 p.m. at Caroline's. For tickets, go to carolines.com. You can see the sticky tweet at the top of my Twitter page, twitter.com slash notsam, where you can watch... Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, become not Sam Wrestling. Be a part of the 200th show because there's no way that this happens without the loyal support of you. And be alongside great friends of the show. I'm talking Bruce Pritchard, Dalton Castle, Renee Young, Pat McAfee, and more surprises I can promise you. 9.30 p.m. Thursday, August 16th, carolines.com for tickets. Now, I said at the top... That there would be a second event, and there is. This is something I'm doing for SiriusXM, but I want to give you guys access to it, too. It's a free event. We do it every year. It's called Summer Sam. Summer Sam 4, our fourth annual Summer Sam show, is also happening on Thursday, August 16th. It's also happening at Caroline's on Broadway here in New York City, but it's happening at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. start time at Caroline's for Summer Sam. It's the SiriusXM listener event. Okay, make a day of it, and I'm going to tell you something. Summer Sam is a free show. It's a SiriusXM listener event. It's a free show. All you have to do is get on the guest list. How do you get on the guest list? You email notsamwrestling at gmail.com with your name and whether you want to have a plus zero or a plus one. I will give you a plus one if you want it. Email with your name and whether you want a plus one or no plus one. Not Sam Wrestling at gmail.com. Here's another way you're going to get in because we may have overrun. You're going to have to show up early. If you bought a ticket, if you have a ticket, if you are going to have a ticket by next Thursday to the night show, to the 200th episode of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, I will guarantee you admittance into Summer Sam. That's right. Make sure that you're at Summer Sam by buying tickets to the 200th podcast. It makes it all worthwhile because at 2 p.m. at Caroline's, we do Summer Sam 4. It's going to be broadcast, it's going to be taped and broadcast later on SiriusXM. My guests, 
live at Caroline's for SummerSlam 4 are the Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss, and the number one contender for the WWE Championship, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe and Alexa Bliss with me at Caroline's on Broadway, Thursday, August 16th at 2 p.m. If you want to be there, email me with your name, notsamwrestling at gmail.com. Send an email, tell me what your name is, and tell me if you're going to bring a guest or not. If you want to guarantee that you're going to get in, buy a ticket to the night show later on that evening, also August 16th, the 200th episode. So 2 p.m. show, it's free. You just have to be on the guest list. All you have to do is email me. It's Samoa Joe and Alexa Bliss. That evening, 9.30 p.m., same location, Caroline's on Broadway. For tickets, carolines.com, you'll see Renee Young, Pat McAfee, Bruce Pritchard, Dalton Castle, and more surprises. That will be the taping of the 200th episode of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. You're going to want to be at both shows. They're in one easy location. You go to the first one. You see Samoa Joe, Alexa Bliss, the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts. You go. You see the city. You get something to eat. You get your tickets to come back at 9.30 p.m., and you can sit in and be a part of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast 2 100th episode. All going down Thursday, August 16th, all day for you. Now, speaking of content, some of you might be Stitcher Premium subscribers, and you might have noticed that uh, there was no captive audience show that went up this week. Uh, As of right now, we are not going to be uploading new content to Stitcher Premium. You'll still be able to hear Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast and not Sam Wrestling on Stitcher. We love Stitcher, but uh, as far as the foreseeable future, we're going to not have exclusive content available on Stitcher Premium anymore. So if you need to change anything, change anything. As going forward, we're not going to be uploading new stuff strictly for the premium format, but as of September or so, give me a couple weeks... We've got new plans for new content. I really see Not Sam Wrestling as something that we're going to build out and make pretty, pretty big. So stick with me on this. We're not going to be on Stitcher Premium anymore, but going forward, we are going to have something. Don't worry about that right now. Right now, all you got to worry about is Thursday, August 16th. Summer Sam 4 with Samoa Joe and Alexa Bliss. Get there by emailing notsamwrestling at gmail.com with your name and whether or not you want a guest. If you want to guarantee that you're going to get into that show, buy a ticket to my show that's happening later on that evening, 9.30 p.m., Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast 200th episode featuring Renee Young, Pat McAfee, Dalton Castle, Bruce Pritchard, and more surprise guests. Be there for both shows. It's going to be an amazing SummerSlam week, and we're going to talk uh, about SummerSlam and about the buildup to SummerSlam coming up this week in the state of wrestling. Before we get to the state of wrestling, we're going to talk about another show that's happening a couple weeks after SummerSlam, and that show is All In. Of course, people are talking about this show uh, like it's going to make history, and I think it already has. It sold out 10,000 seats in Chicago um, within a half an hour of going on sale. Less than a ha- 30 minutes, it sold all 10,000 seats. Just like that, it- it's put... It's a, it's a new benchmark for independent wrestling. Nothing, I don't know if anything in my lifetime has been this big in terms of wrestling promotions that are outside the mainstream. There's WWE, there's WCW, but if it's not a nationally televised wrestling promotion, I don't know in my lifetime if there's ever been a show quite like this. And the show is headlined 
by Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship. Now, a few months ago, I had Nick Aldis on this here podcast, and we talked about not only the legacy of the NWA, but it was brought up, are you going to be a part of All In? And he kind of danced around the question. It was a little awkward. It was a little weird, but he danced around that question. He didn't want to address it head on. And I found out why a little while later, because it was announced that he was going to be defending his NWA championship against Cody Rhodes. Now, the NWA, uh, the what the NWA is in 2018, I think is like super, super cool. And that's part of what's redefining wrestling. You know, we talk about the internet and how much power it has. That's what is being harnessed by the NWA brand. Of course, Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana are the ones running things over there. Um, Very, very, very smart guys when it comes to wrestling. But Nick Aldis, to go from the guy who, you know, we all knew who he was in TNA, but nobody really gave him the time of day. You know, I I don't think so. To go from that guy to a guy that's in the conversations that he's in now. Over the last year or two, he has completely transformed himself into one of the most talked about wrestlers outside of that mainstream WWE bubble. And he's the NWA champion. He's been going to indie shows all across the world at this point. All across the world. I saw him WrestleMania weekend, and we ran into each other in the hotel because he was there with his wife, Mickey James. And he wasn't able to stay for WrestleMania because he had to leave, get on a plane, go to China to defend his title against Colt Cabana in China. I mean, he is traveling the world representing the NWA. Uh, And I heard he was going to be in New York, and so I took advantage of the opportunity to talk to him once again, this time to get the perspective of what his life has been like as the NWA champion since the last time we spoke, to talk about All In, and how much uh, that's changed his life, not only announcing that he was going to be on the show, but the build toward All In, uh, to kind of talk about where he fits in the world of independent wrestling. You know, in a world that really is kind of your the elite are the shining stars of that universe. Where does Nick Aldis fit in? And what does he foresee for the NWA? Uh, I sat down and talked with Nick Aldis just a couple of days ago, and I thought that that was what I would share with you today on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, back on the show with a lot to update us on. This is Nick Aldis. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. So it wasn't too long ago, the last time I talked to Nick Aldis, uh, and you all heard that, but it's like a whole world has changed since then. It was months ago. We had and quite a prophetic conversation, if I remember rightly. Very prophetic, and it's one of the first things that I, I thought about when I heard the announcement uh, of what was going down at All In, the fact that we had had... Did you take credit for it? That conversation? I did. <laughs> I said Cody was obviously listening, the right. Bucks were obviously listening, and they were like, I hadn't thought of that, but we have to... So Nick Aldis is back. So welcome back, Nick. Thank you. Um, did you know when we were talking then... That this was at least a possibility. Yes, or you did. I was just. I was funny. I was going to say. I, I, because I remember when you said it. I remember going like, "Oh damn!" Like, because <laughs> uh, it was very, very, like, very, very embryonic at that point, and we were kind of like, "It's not 
close. It's not far enough along where I want because I, I didn't want to be that wrestling guy that goes like, yeah, I'm going to be it all in, you know, yeah. like and, like, and then I'm going to get Twitter talking, yeah, like, and then yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. have no choice. They're going to have no to, choice. Yeah. But to, right, exactly. <laughs> but right. did you so so did you know, or or did you have what was the embryonic idea that you would be a part of the show, or was the embryonic idea always? That you'd bring the NWA championship to defend against Cody. I think that was the not 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 that not necessarily Cody, but certainly that the you know that we would defend the championship there. Yeah. Um, and 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 to be fair to Cody and the Bucks, that had been you know, the, the I always look I look at All In and I completely understand why they called it All In because mm-hmm. it's a bunch of guys who bet on themselves and the NWA is a perfect example of that. What we decided to all, you know, we did together. I took a chance, you know, Dave took a chance, Billy took a chance. We all, we, we bet on ourselves to go, I think we can do something with this and make people interested in this. So it makes perfect sense that it would be represented there. You yeah. Know? And, and that, and that was about, and they, they felt the same way. And that was about as far as we got at that point. If they all, you know, they sort of agreed like, yeah, man, that would be the, that would be a good place to have it. So before this was happening, I feel like, I mean, obviously, and we talked about it last time. You guys were 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 doing the NWA thing. You mm-hmm. were going to the indie shows, right? You were you were doing the the uh, Ten Pounds of Gold series on YouTube. Yeah. But I still feel like when you talked about wrestling outside of the WWE, and you talked about the people that were the self starters and the people that were really making an impact, it was always about the Bucks. It was mm-hmm. always about the Bullet Club. It was always about Cody. Mm-hmm. It was about their YouTube and series. Marty. And yeah, of course, and Marty Scurll, the whole yeah, mm-hmm. the 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 gang of them. Um. And the the NWA wasn't really mentioned in the same conversation. I think it is way more now. Yeah. Um, was that a, a a frustrating period of time for you, or you and Dave and Billy, or whatever? Just saying, hey, we're we're doing this over here. No, what are you guys... because because where they were at that point is after years of work. I see. You know what I mean? It I wasn't mean... like you know. Let, let's I, when 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 did the when did the Bucks leave TNA? It was like. T- 2013 2012 no earlier than that 2012 i think yeah you know and and they they'd been working on this ever since you know that they believed in themselves and their ability to show everybody who they were and what they could do and they we're the young bucks you know we're not generation me you know we're not this other thing like we're the young bucks like and we're you know we're nick and matt and this is what we do and we're and you know they 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 stuck to it and it resonated with people people started to get behind it and now look where they are it's incredible what they've done Marty was the same way. Like, you know, Marty's had several non-starter gimmicks. You know mm-hmm. that he and they're, but they're all him. They're all him, like manifesting different parts of his personality until eventually he found the thing that worked. And as soon as that villain thing hit, like, we, you know, I, I've been, I've been with him every step of the way. You know, for, on the end of the phone, yeah, and being like, and I, like I'm, I'm not taking any credit whatsoever. But you than, just know the journey. Yeah, and he's one of my best friends. But I, you know, is also a guy who I said to TNA multiple times, sign this guy. Even if you don't like what he has today, he's going to come up with something that is going to blow the doors off. And I, I said that verbatim. Not that's not a, that's not an interpretation. So I said that's exactly what I said mm-hmm. to multiple people. Mm-hmm. I told him over the years to sign Neville. I told him to sign Fergal. I told him to sign a bunch <laughs> of guys. But that's that's another story for another day. But um, oh, what have any of those guys ever done? <laughs> yeah. But um, but Marty was one of those guys who you know. Several times they sort of flirted with the idea, and they kept going. We don't see it, and I said, "Yeah, you, you don't see it because you don't see him for long enough." But I'm telling you, this guy, it's there. Like, mm-hmm. and and you know, so and 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 I guess those. I mean, when he did do what little he did with TNA, like you know those matches or whatever. When you go back and you Google image that, it looks like a different guy. Yeah, 
Like yeah. it looks like a completely different person. It's certainly not the villain. No, and and the thing is, what's great is that it's almost it's a, it's a, it's very similar to Broken Matt in the sense that he took all of these negative experiences and used them to create a mythology to that, that then became that character, which is brilliant. Yes, because. Uh, you know the same way that I, I have to take ownership of Brutus Magnus. Do you know what I mean with the with the helmet and the S and M gear and the bullshit? Like it's like I have to take ownership right. of it. But I like, pretend it didn't happen, like because then people are just going to keep throwing it at you. But I go like, yeah, it was rotten. It was all no. Nick Aldis is a different yeah, person. Right, I don't know right, who right, this right, Brutus right. Magnus. That's not that was my character. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so you know, I think that people appreciate. Um, that's sort of the great thing about wrestling fans in the sense now that. The ones that that are here are here to stay, and mm-hmm. they appreciate the journey that you've been on, and, and in a, in a lot of ways, it endears you to the audience in a different way when they understand that, like this guy's been through the ringer. You know, he's, he's he's had to sort of he's had to eat a few plates of crap here and there. Which is the same story as Cody, right? I mean, that people it, sure. the fact that guys like you and Marty and Cody and the Bucks and all you guys are telling your stories honestly, in the yeah. sense that like you're part of who you are now. Right is what didn't work before, and what yeah. didn't work before is what has motivated all of you across sure. the board to be the characters, if you want to say mm-hmm. that, that you are right now. And, and I think, and I think the, the the very compelling part of Cody and I is that the, there's so many parallels, even though it's a completely contrasting origins, but very parallel journeys in the sense that we both have this huge thing looming over us that that has nothing to do with it that there's no bearing on on what our ability or what we bring to the table whatsoever his being that he's the son of dusty Rhodes, mine being that i'm married to someone you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's someone who's who's successful and it's like both of the, like hey no one was talking about that when i was the tna world champion and, and mickey was sitting at home right you know or when she was pregnant with our son, it's like no, that wasn't an issue. But now she's, you know, suddenly it's like you know, now, now right. every now and then I'll still get like the occasional troll. It'll be like, oh, Mister Mickey James gets another chance. Like, right. gets another chance at what? Like, <laughs> believe, believe me, like it, it, it doesn't help. You know what I mean? It's it. If anything, it's probably the opposite, right? right. Like, it's not a help. Like, it's not like you know, a believe that that is not the way that you want. That would not be the way that I would want to go to WWE, for example, if that was everything. That that is not the way I would want to go in. Of course, like I mean, you just said a moment ago, you don't want to get to all in based on like starting a fake Twitter campaign. No, I mean, I, going you into WWE you, because your wife's there now, is like nowadays, like the days of like fake it till you make it are over. Right? right, you've got to be there on merit, and and you've got to create some interest in what you're doing and believe in what you're doing. And I, I, I just I was just doing busted open, and we had this discussion where. The, the the boys are often the first barometer, you know, to see whether something is working or not. And when I had the bo- you know guys in the dressing room who I've worked with, you know, for many years in TNA and multiple levels, come up to me and be like, "Man, there's just something different about the way you're doing stuff." And I like just I just love watching you, like not not necessarily in the ring or what, but just love the way that you're just you're going about this whole going about your business. Like Bubba even said that just now on the race. Like mm-hmm. I just really get a kick out of watching you go about your business from the minute you show up to the minute you leave because it's like a whole thing. And it's that starts in your in your mind. You know, you have to believe and 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 put out there who you are and who who your vision is for yourself. And I I don't want to get into a big you know sort of motivational speech here about it, but it is it's very very necessary. And um, you know, where this this whole thing, you know, some of it may seem like serendipity. And uh, you know, Cody and I have had this discussion privately where it's like it may seem that way, but it's actually really not. You know, it's actually just 
his vision for himself, my vision for myself, Billy's vision for the NWA, Dave's vision for the NWA, Ring of Honor, you know, everyone's thinking it's all intersecting. And we all yeah. went, hey, we can all benefit from this. But it's also one of those things, and I think a lot of people miss this, that you look at somebody who's got success, who maybe, like, they look at you as, as Brutus Magnus, and then they look at you today, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, man, he got a, he got a lucky break. Right. He got, And they don't see that, like... The 10 years in between. Exactly. And, <laughs> and the entire decade... Yeah deliberate moves because you know I'm not doing anything that's going to make me an overnight you know whatever but I'm going to make these moves slow steady deliberate so that once I get there there is this cemented foundation that like this is mine now Yeah, nobody can take this it's interesting you say deliberate moves because that's actually that's very very true and I maybe hadn't even thought about that until you just said it Mm -hmm. so it's, it's interesting because I can look back at points in my career where I had tremendous opportunities to really solidify myself, but I didn't make that deliberate move because I was too busy just reacting as opposed to being proactive. Right. And that's the difference is that, you know, there, there's certainly a time, you know, like I remember in, in, in TNA right before Bound for Glory, I was just, you know, there, there was stuff going on in my personal life that was kind of distract, very distracting. And I was just, I was just sort of all over the place, you know, mentally, um, and uh, it was and it was spilling over into my professional conduct it wasn't not to say that I was being like unbearable or anything but it was I was very reactionary you know I was 25 26 and Christy Hemi said something about me on a podcast that just completely set me off the deep end and I remember literally saying like if she doesn't apologize like I'm not going to be there and I was thinking what are you doing <laughs> like listen to what you're saying like, you're insane uh-huh. you know but I was so angry about like because it was this thing of like i'm not getting support from the people from the company you know like i'm right. i'm doing all this stuff and they're not and, and like they're like you're now become that guy who's like my legs out. i'm the one who's putting all these people no, in i didn't the no no, no. And- to be no to be fair it wasn't so much that it was the fact that like you're supposed to be promoting me but the person who like represents this company is like trashing me right like how how is she how is there no repercussions for this right. you know what i mean and so i ended up having to sort of take it on myself to kind of call her out on it and it was, it was all fine but i remember being like i remember you know, saying to bob Ryder like this you know, we need to fix this like right now otherwise like i'm not coming you know what i mean like, no, you you're gonna go you'll be there you know you'll it's be like, there. Relax. Like now, it's like like yeah like what are you doing you know yeah. but it, but and and so as opposed to now was that attitude like christy hemi the attitude that you had that was displayed after christy hemi tra- trashed you or said whatever she said was the reason that she said whatever she said because that attitude was there? I don't there? know. Maybe, probably. Yeah. It's you know, I mean, every every everyone's actions is an interpretation of everyone else's, right? Like, sure. So, and and clearly, you attract that negative energy if you keep if you keep you know broadcasting it, putting it out. So, you know, I I, I take ownership of all of it because mm-hmm. the, whatever happens, whether it's all your fault or partly your fault, is you attracted it to yourself, and, mm-hmm. and I don't do that anymore. And once I like to your point had that moment where I said, you know, start making deliberate moves here and, and you know, just keeping in the back of your mind, harnessing that vision you have for yourself of who you want to be, not not what I want right now. Who do you want to be? And just keep making those deliberate moves to get there. And that's why, that's where I am now. Because, look, I wore the suits and I did all that stuff before in TNA and it was, it was fine, but it didn't have the same cachet. Right. Because I didn't, because I, because I was doing someone else's vision. Right. And now it's mine. And I, it's it's who I want to be, and it's and I feel it, and I believe it every single second. Yeah, it's full ownership, and it's commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Commitment, commitment is, 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 the key. is key. Yeah, absolutely. So when when this match gets announced, right, and it's it's the first match announced for All In, mm-hmm. you know, and it's clearly because All In is a show that it's Cody and the Bucks and Marty's show, but this is the headline match, hypothetically. Um, 
are there any nerves in you? Because that's obviously something people hypothesized about from the time the show was even a maybe, is what's going to be the big match? Okay, we already saw Kenny versus Cody at Ring of Honor. They're probably not going to do that again. Who are they going to get in? You know, you're the name that is filling this ticket that is highly anticipated. Are you going, God, I hope that they think that this is as big a deal as I do? I thought that the set when it got announced but then i saw the reaction to it and been totally satisfied with right it. you know what i mean it right. wasn't that yeah it's always gonna like it's wrestling business there's mm-hmm. never you know it's never gonna be a hundred percent uh you know satisfaction rate but the number of like troll comments like is so minuscule compared to people just going oh my god like, I'm, yeah. I'm so hyped for this like i can't wait you know because of the, it's because of the work we've done and because we again using that word commitment we committed to telling the story the way we wanted to tell it. And yeah. in going old school with this big fight approach of like, we're not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna do a run in and he's gonna do a run in and we're gonna, you know, and then I'm gonna have a tag match. Like, you know, we're gonna have a tag <laughs> match with the, where we're, you know, we're, or we're gonna be on the same tag team and, you know, and all this, like, this is ridiculous stuff that makes no sense. Yeah. No, we're two alpha males. And it's like, I liken it to, like, it, JR will get a kick out of this. I'm doing his show next week, actually, but like, it's, it, it's like, to gunslingers mm-hmm. you know in a western that's the right. way i looked at this approach is it's like that sort of who's gonna blink who's gonna move first who's gonna flinch yeah and it almost seemed like uh after it was announced from the time it was announced and forward because of the way because i think when it was first announced the story that people connected with immediately was about the nwa championship yes and about the connection to cody mm-hmm. and about what this show means and everything but really quickly after that i mean really quickly people started to invest not just in Cody and the title, but in you and Cody. Yes. And I think that what you did through the way you carried yourself and through being that alpha male was if people didn't put you in that category, I think you gave people no choice but to see you. And it wasn't even through matches necessarily. It was just through the presentation of the whole thing. And that's what you have to do. Yeah. That's the business we're in. Yeah. You know, like that's the... And I, I dare say that's probably the part that's missing the most. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that's why people have gravitated to this. Because let's face it, you put this on paper, it's people aren't, you know, it's not like people were clamoring to see this match at some point. It's, more, it's not a dream match. Right. Yeah. People hate, didn't know hate, they were. Yeah, yeah. I hate the whole dream match thing anyway. How so. come? Because the, what's next? Right. What, what, other, than, other than I'm going to see two guys do some in, incredible physical, you know, Unless the dream match is based on like the mythology of the characters and the and 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 the you know the characteristics and the stories of them, you know, intersecting at this event. If it's just about oh, I want to see this wrestler do his wrestling moves on this guy and in his wrestling moves likewise. It's uh, almost it's like boring. once the entrances are done, okay, now they're in the ring together. This is well, he's going to go for his finish and he's going to counter it and then he's going to kick out of his finish and right. he's going to do his finish off the top and then he's going to do his finish off the top and then and then, and then, and then right, you know, it's, it's, it's shoot your wad, so <laughs> right. right? Like oh, right. whatever, seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. What I got into this business for and what what drew me to this business was the build, mm-hmm. you know? And we went, we've got to give them the build. Yeah. That's, that's what and there doing. is this idea, too, that it actually leaves fans caring who wins. Yes. Meaning, and it's not predictable, right? Because on one end, as a fan, as a person that's been watching this whole thing build, I would sit there and go, like, well, clearly, the way that, the NWA business is done now. The fact that it's not a promotion, it's about building a star and it's about the championship and it's about this makes me believe that 
if and when you were to lose that title, it would be a massive deal that the idea is that you will be champion for a very long time. You are the face mm. of this brand at the moment. At the same time, Cody Show, Dusty Sun, NWA Championship. People were salivating about the possibility of that moment. Right. But at the same time, I'm salivating at going like... What if? Yeah, how much... How wonderful would it be to have Cody have that wonderful babyface moment where everybody's cheering because Dusty's son wins yeah. the... But how wonderful would that heat right. be if he doesn't do it? Right. And both... I, to me, at this moment, as sure. I talk to you, as a fan, I feel like both are equally possible, which is what makes the match enticing. And that's our job as promoters. Look, you know, I've... The, my biggest frustration at any wrestling company is when the people on the administrative side of it tell the wrestlers, you just worry about wrestling and we'll worry about writing and promoting. Like, no, I worry about promoting because it's my match. Right. I'm going to go out and take these bumps and mess my body up. I want people to give a shit. And you're supposed to be wrestling as your character, right? Yes. Like, like the way, the, who you are but in the ring is who you are when the, you talk. This is, is, this, is a, this, is a, this is a professional wrestling business. So the guys who write the show aren't going out and taking the bumps. Right. They're not the ones who are going to have to pay the price down the line. I know that no matter what I do, no matter what I, you know, what steps I take and how proactive I can be as far as looking after myself physically, I'm going to pay the price for this. Right. You know, 250 pound guy falling down on my back a lot. It's not going to. It's not going to end well, you know. At some point or other, there's going to be repercussions for that. It has to mean something. Otherwise, you're just a mark. I'm not going in to back surgery in five, ten, fifteen years no. for your vision. Right. I'm going in for my vision. Right. It has to. We all have to. We all have to benefit from this. Right. And, and and the people see it. The people see it in your eyes. They see it in the way you carry yourself. They see it if, if they see that if, if you believe in it or not. Right. You know, and that's the difference between what they've seen from me this year versus any other time in my career. So how do you balance? Because I saw you uh, here and there over WrestleMania weekend. Mm -hmm. How do you balance that? Like how do you? Because because like you said, you know there is this thing that Cody and you have in common, which is your 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 family, whether it's his father or your wife. Um, how do you balance walking around? You know, because you have to support your wife that weekend, sure. Hall of Fame, you know, just being around the hotel and stuff. You're there with yeah. her. I saw you there with her. How do you still, did you like that? Did you not like that? Were you able, did you feel like you were able to maintain, no, I'm, I'm here to support my wife, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm I Nick. This year, yeah, this year, this year, this year was easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, there, there, there are, I think what's harder is the fact that you live your whole life in a fishbowl. You know, is it like you're, you know, you're you suddenly become any 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 minor issues and problems and stuff. It's like you you know you you want to be able to maintain your privacy with it, and and it becomes difficult when your circle of friends and you know your sort of typical support systems that exist, mm -hmm. you know, in any marriage and stuff are, are also then have a, have a, uh, professional repercussions. You know, so it becomes it's a very high pressure in that respect because then you start thinking, oh God, like you know. I hope that this person doesn't hear about this and you know what I mean? And, and make this thing right, a, a big because deal. Everybody's because everybody's around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, um, like, like, when, like in New Orleans, you know, like every now and then there'd be like someone who just, you know, doesn't get the hint and it's like, okay, time to leave us alone now, you know? And then I have to be bad cop and be like, you're, you're done. You know what I mean? Right. But there's always going to be But how much someone. of a bad cop can you be because you're a representative? Well, and there's always someone who's going to go like, oh, you know, she's great but he's a dick you know whatever right <laughs> and, and it's like and you have to and and it's like that's you know at the end of the day like i you know that, that i 
I, that's what I signed up for. But um, Back to Nick Aldis momentarily, but I know you're sitting there going, Sam, last professional broadcaster, Roberts, I'm coming to New York. I'm going to the 200th Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. I'm going to Summer Sam 4, but I want to be able to do other things when I'm in New York City. I want to go to Broadway shows. I want to see comedy shows. I want to see sporting matches, baseball, basketball, whatever's there, and... I'd like to go to a wrestling show while I'm there, too. I don't have any tickets. What am I opposed to do? Well, here's what you're opposed to do. Download the SeatGeek app on your phone. That's what I would do. Hell, I don't need to. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's the best way to get tickets to whatever it is that you want to get tickets to. It's so easy. You download the SeatGeek app on your phone. Uh, You can type in whatever you want to see. You can type in your area. You can type in your date, whatever you want. It's going to find the stuff that you're looking for, to be a part of, to be in the mix of. It's the only place that I trust to get all, all, all of my tickets from, and all tickets are 100% guaranteed. Look, here's how you do it. You pick your seats based on where they are. You get their seating charts that pop up right there. If you want to get the best value, make sure you're not getting ripped off, no problem, because all the seats at SeatGeek are rated according to value. They take data from all sorts of sources and they make sure that you're getting the best value. It is a flawless system. The best part, not only are you going to get the best value, you're going to get $20 better value than whatever the best value is. You know why? Because my listeners get $20 off of their first SeatGeek purchase. That's right, $20 off. Your first SeatGeek purchase, all you have to do is just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code SAM today. That's promo code SAM, S-A-M, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets, and we are going back to Nick Aldis. As far as the other side of it, that the people at that company have been very, very gracious to me. You know, um, And this year I felt a different sort of kind of um reception i think you know and obviously the fact that i half the guys who are now on top there i've worked with right you know what i mean so which it's like is a totally different situation yeah. and, and the sense that like I, i'm i'm not walking in there like i felt like one of the guys you know right it's not enemy territory no, anymore. it's all that is you know that's who cares? silly yeah. yeah and and what was what was actually encouraging and exciting was how many people in that company were coming up and being like I really love what you're doing. Like, this, the 10 pounds of God is so great. You know, like, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I feel like you going back this year, not only was it because you've now got so many friends that are at the top of that card, but also because you're doing something that you're proud of. Yeah. Right? And sure. like, and that it's substantial. Like, I mean, it's, we're all in the genre. You know, there's only a certain amount of spots, you know, available at any time in that company. And the rest of the time, it's up to you to, you know, make a splash in the genre however you can. Right, right. So have you thought, at all about because I when I look at all in I go it's amazing you know I've been such a fan of what's going on with it you know since the beginning of it but I also have talked about what is after this Mm -hmm. right like how do you it's it's great to have a giant show yeah but like this is about building momentum and if you're going to build momentum as you know over the course of 10 years you make these moves if you're going to build that kind of momentum it's about continuing to move forward and I don't know if the answer is trying to get all these bodies together to build a super promotion that Mm -hmm. can run 10,000 seats multiple times a year 
I don't know if it's, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is, but do you those, have... Those conversations are happening, clearly, right. you know, and it's I would like, hope so. Yeah, and, and, and that's about as much as I know, because mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm part of that conversation mm-hmm. at times, because we're all, you know, we're all, we're all doing the same thing. We're all throwing things around and going, oh, is this the right way to go? Is this the right way to go? What's, incur- what's exciting is the fact that because there's a proven, uh, you know, re- you know a receptiveness you know, from the, from a, a, an audience, that's that's you know, one of those questions is already answered in the sense of like, well, we know that if we put this sort of core team together, there's going to be a market, you know, and that's that's the really exciting thing, and you know, the fact that somebody other than WWE is running Madison Square Garden, you know, I mean, there's just insane. a lot of things that are just starting to move and shift and change, and 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 we, but we're also very much still an island in that respect you know i'm Nick we're Aldis, the nwa that's right i'm, I'm nick yeah. oldis and you know I'm, I'm i'm very much loyal to billy and the nwa at the moment you know and uh but i still see myself as like i'm i'm my own entity i think that's part of the reason why the nwa title has got so much significance again is that because people feel like it could it could genuinely show up and be defended anywhere and i mean anywhere right no one thought it would be defended at Ring of Honor a year ago. No, absolutely so, so, not. W- well, what's the what's the level up from that? Right, right, exactly. At that point, it's Who's like to say? we're not done. Why? Why not? Right? Why can't it happen? Yeah, I think it'd be amazing, especially when you look at what's going on in promotions now. I mean, even what WWE is doing, what they're doing in terms of who they're bringing into NXT sure. when they do things like uh, you know the Cruiserweight Classic or the May Young Classic, or they do these sort of one-off shows. What they're doing in the UK, where it's like. You know, Pete Dunne is the NXT UK champion, but at the same time, if you're in the UK, he's wrestling indie shows. Like he's, mm-hmm. he, you'll see him at other shows. So I mean, yeah. I I think that the landscape is kind of open in a way that is totally unprecedented. They, they've become more secure in yeah. the sense that they, <laughs> no one's challenging them on market share. You know, and no one, no one's really trying to. Well, we all we're all trying to, but not in the sense that no one's trying to put them out of business, and no one's trying to sort of challenge their. You know, no, no one's challenging their revenue streams on any significant level. We're mm-hmm. just trying to create our own and monetize the same audience that's there. So, and in the meantime, hopefully, build some of our own audience. You know, right. that we can monetize. But you know, the uh, what they're doing, what they've clearly started to understand is that they have a responsibility to the audience to put out the compelling content. And if they don't do it, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. And if that compelling content involves like taking someone else who's not a lifer there or isn't locked down to WWE, then they're, they're clearly a bit more receptive to that idea. Yeah. I mean, it's my understanding that Hunter has a, has a replica of 10 pounds of gold on his office wall. Really? So I haven't been to his office. That's what so I, I heard. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. That's, well, what, he's, that's he, what I keep being told. He loves history. That I can right. tell you. I mean, he loves wrestling history. Maybe, and then, Maybe he'd like a chance to get his hands on the real one. That's what you're putting out there in the universe, huh? Why not? I, I love it. Why not put that out there? I idolize that man. Yeah. What a great story. It'd be an amazing story. I mean, I mean look, on a very, very, very tiny level, even five years ago, ten years ago, the idea of... Me, one uh, being on WWE TV and sure. doing this interview with you, unheard of. Right. So I talked about that recently. I really? Said, think about this. Like, yeah. You know, this guy's able to have his own show where he's his own his own man, and he can discuss with whoever he wants about whatever he wants. And then, but they're also using him as you know to to as an analyst. I mean, it's a it's a microcosm, but it's 
it's indicative of the attitude, right? Absolutely indicative of what's going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, I think that that would be amazing, and it's also kind of uh, nice to know that in your mind, in Dave's mind, in Billy's mind, in all of our minds, we haven't even scratched the surface on what this thing is capable of. And I'll tell you, the last. Person. See, this time I put it out there before you got it. Yes, you did. I didn't even consider that. I'm like, like when yeah, you were I like, guess. Do you think you'll be all in? And I was like, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, I tell you this. Because I was going to sort of skirt around it and like, you know, just, just 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 a little tiny bit. Like, I'm good at the gamesmanship part of it. and then, But then you just went, do you think you'll be all in? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but if the 10 pounds of gold shows up at a takeover, I'm taking credit for that one too. That okay. one's also mine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, I was going to say the last person who said, who I talked to and was like, do you think you've hit your peak with what you're doing? And said, no, we haven't even scratched the surface, was Carl Anderson when he was in New Japan Bullet Club. talking about the Bullet Club. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, eh, I think you've, you've scratched the surface. And he was right. He sure. was right. I mean, the, the, the idea of what that organization really is and... and, and it's a brand. It's a brand, They've yeah. created a, 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 you know... He and and Fergal, they 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 created a, a multi million dollar brand. Yeah, we all know what the Ballot Club is. Sure, you know what I mean, and that's that's an offshoot. Yeah, of this thing, and that that's 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 the expansion that we're looking at. So the idea that that this vision for the NWA could shoot that far, and, and honestly, it's not that crazy. It's it's exciting. Well, because you know the one thing that we have with that, you know, with that with that championship belt and that asset is mm -hmm. the history. You can't. You can't buy that, you know. You, you right. Can't, they, they, there's two, two organizations. Well, three if you count the IWGP title. But there's really two in 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 the in the Western Hemisphere. You know, there's there's two organizations, two brands that have that length. You know, one is WWE and one is the NWA. You know, and so and the fact that since the purchase of WCW. Um, they've proven that there's, you know, there's such an affinity and such an affection for the late '80s NWA, especially, you know, that gave rise to, and 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 really, I would say that if you look at the current WWE model, or even the or even the WWE product of the last 10, 20 years, it's much closer to late '80s NWA than it was to late '80s WWF. You know, in the sense of like it was, a, it's a much more athletic. You know, yes. it was about the the big, you know, the, these the, the rivalries and the, the making the title mean something, and and you know, building to these you know long, hard fought matches where it was you know the outcome was very important. And we're you know we're essentially doing the same thing. It's just we're taking more of like an HBO approach maybe, and being like, hey, you over there, do you are you interested in working with us on promoting this title fight? You know, yeah. because we can do it. We're we're not married to anyone. And I actually think as much as it was not something that had been done before, and I think people didn't even really get it at first, you, the NWA not being a promotion, the NWA being an entity, yeah. as opposed to a promotion, has, I think, strengthened you as a draw, has strengthened the championship as, you know, you guys have made it relevant. Like, mm -hmm. it is a thing but that I would make. The, I would see, But see, I, I would make the argument that we still kind of are a promotion. We're just not a promotion in what the wrestling interpretation of a promotion. A wrestling promotion is... A company that has a ring and has a TV show or has some sort of show and ha and, and goes and runs live events and, 50 guys, and has yeah. merchandise and has the roster of but but boxing promotions aren't that you know Golden Boy promotions isn't that yeah. or 
you know Mayweather promotions or any they're not that they are just an entity that then have the rights to a, a certain product that people want to see and then they right. they work with with whoever else they need to work with to promote that fight yeah that is a promotion really yeah. you know that's the approach that we're taking in the sense of like we're a brand and we have a championship that people care about and in me you know hopefully they have you know they have one wrestler that you know that they're interested in and you know there will be more you know over time but for right now you know i'm the guy that they put their eggs in the basket you know and they said this is going to be our guy and this and and, you know he's the champion and the you know the the championship is the asset and he is the asset you know and and if they're together then they're one and the same and they're a super asset and that's what we use to you know to to create interest in the brand you better make sure you hold on to that title in september if you got all these delusions of grandeur if you got all these visions for what sorry delusions i mean uh uh Visions. Ideas. Yeah. Visions. Yeah. <laughs> All these visions. Yeah, you gotta make sure you hold on to this thing. Well, you know, look, I, I'm I'm under no illusion that there is you know, it's 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 a pick'em. And you know, Cody is you know, he's on the top of his game. Yeah. And I'd say I'm at the top of my game. So it's uh, I think like you said, there are we're we're in a we're in a sweet spot. We hit the sweet spot with this in that people are genuinely unsure. We're all unsure. Yes. None of us know yes. none of us know what's coming next. Are you you're you have an exclusive contract to the NWA, quote yeah. unquote? Yes. Yes. Does that I, at I'm all a, yeah, I'm a, wait, I, I, yeah. Lightning One. Lightning One is the production Billy's production company. Okay. So the criticism that people have and and they've talked about it with Ring of Honor, they've talked about it with a lot of, of, of spots, with independent promotions or I guess promotions that aren't WWE, promotions that don't run four times a week mm-hmm. or whatever it is, that have exclusive contracts is that it doesn't give guys the reps, reps that yeah. they need. I mean, I, I think agree, in, and I agree with that. In your case, it's a little different because you've got that experience. No, it's, it's but, different in the sense that I am. Um, you are work wrestling. With, we work with, you know, we work with independent promotions. Right. And, you know, it's just that all that's really changed is that, I, like, I'm, I'm technically not really under an exclusive contract because you go everywhere lightning one well in the sense that it's not like uh it's it's a handshake right like and it's not like i'm it's not like a it's it's certainly not like a very controlling contract like i'm free to talk with anyone and discuss with anyone but i'm making it very well known that i'm loyal to the nwa and to lightning one however yes they pay me and uh, you know from so now when people want to book me for an event they go through the company you know that's that's the gotcha. so they're almost uh, in, again like a like a more like a boxing promotion right they're you know they're sort of like my management almost in, in that respect in that you know that they uh because yeah i mean like my neck i'm wrestling next next weekend i've got this weekend off it's the first weekend off i had in six or seven weeks but next week okay I'll so you're in, getting your reps in yeah and <laughs> well, yeah, i just got back from australia like you know and was, so um <clears throat> but uh, yeah, next weekend I'm wrestling Ken Anderson in Minneapolis. So. Right. Yeah, and I think when I saw you at WrestleMania, you were leaving to go to China. China yeah. yeah. How was China? So bizarre and so great. I mean, obviously that's a you know I, I like to make history. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like being able to have things in my my uh, body of work that I can say I was the first. You know, I was the first British you know world champion of a major promotion. I was the f- first global force champion the first NWA champion to defend the title in China. You know, there's, it's very cool, um, you know. And so uh, 
it was a, a, we Colt and I worked very hard, you know, and with a with an audience that were very sort of unfamiliar with the uh, product and and their I was response. Ask about that, yeah. yeah, it was cool because we, they, we they responded quite similar to a Japanese crowd, but not but they weren't as educated on it. So what was funny was we 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 wrestled about thirty minutes. I mean, we put some time in out there and. You know, Colt is Colt's very well schooled in the sort of you know British technical style, and you know obviously I know a bit of that. So we we started with a lot of that, and the people were really into it. And they were like, and it was and it was kind of fun, and it was like gamesmanship because there was we didn't have any feud going in. There was no there was no rivalry or anything. It was it was a, a title match. Um, and what was funny was, I guess, I I, I hate to sort of divulge too much because I'm still kind of old school like that, but sure. but. We took it in a way where it was probably more similar to something you would see in Japan, where it started off very technical and very gamesmanshipy, and then you know, and then it started to get more aggressive and more aggressive. And once we, once I turned that corner and got more aggressive with him, the audience were kind of they didn't kind of like it. They were a bit like, Ugh. like because they were having fun with it. Almost like we're not. This isn't a show anymore. These guys are getting mad at each other, and that makes me uncomfortable. Yes, and it was very funny. It was very strange because it was kind of like, wow, like. You know that's uncharted territory. Most of the time, it's like they they're not. You know, most of the time, it's more like they're not buying this this fun stuff at the beginning, and they want right. us to get into it. And that's kind of hard to maintain for thirty minutes. But for them to, they were loving the stuff at the beginning. It was like exchanging holds and a bit kind of like you know anything you can do, I can do better and stuff. But then yeah, we we started to sort of ramp up the heat a bit, and they and and you could feel the difference. And it was like so it was kind of a do you like but, that? No, not really. Yeah, in this just. Because they weren't um, going on the ride with you. Well, and also, it's like I said before, you know, you're putting your body through stuff, right? And it's worth it. Worth it for the art. It's worth it for the payoff. It's worth it for the, you know, for the story. But if if they're not enjoying it, you're sort of thinking, what am I doing? Why <laughs> yeah. am I killing myself? <laughs> I like I I killed myself in that match. I remember I took, it, the ring was very hard too. It was a big twenty foot like hard Japanese ring, and I we did. I took a superplex, and I remember like it. It, just, it you know it was perfect you know it was a sweet spot but it just it hit i hit hard you know it was a, a hard bump and i remember like sitting up from that and it just took all the wind out of me after wrestling for like 20 minutes and i and there were some of the some of the some of the boys were watching from the thing and they they all said we saw your face like when you sat up from that superplex and taking that bump they said like you looked like you just rather be anywhere else because i just remember just going like Oh, like what? and I was one of those moments where I went, "What am I doing with my life?" Like, it's amazing. <laughs> just so tired and just so beat up, and then just like taking that. Well, man, I mean, I love having these conversations with you. I love uh, watching your evolution, the evolution of the product, the evolution of the NWA. Of course, All In is going down uh, September first uh, in Chicago. That's, yes. I mean, that's what's immediate, and the future Are you is, be is limitless. Or you can't. You're, you're, you got to be careful. I don't know. I might be there under uh, 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 under under a shroud, you know, <laughs> under a shroud of darkness. Maybe I'll sneak in there somewhere. I want to be there. It's going to be an amazing weekend yeah. uh, for wrestling fans everywhere. Thanks for hanging out again, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Always. Here is Sam Roberts. I just think it's so cool what's going on with Nick Aldis right now. You know, I, I think people are really looking at him in a different way, and we kind of, I don't know, we did more than hint at it in that conversation. We talked about how. Really, the idea of Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes was not the main event that a lot of fans had in their minds when All In was announced. You know, they, they, there was a lot of uh, theories about what it was going to be, but Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes was not on the list. Uh, I really think 
that because of the way the show has been promoted with all the YouTube videos, with all the Ring of Honor stuff, inclusion that's been happening, uh, I really feel like people are excited about that match. I think right away it clicked in how important it is that uh, Cody Rhodes could win the NWA championship at this show based on his father's legacy. But I think even more so is we've been watching Nick Aldis basically since this match was announced, a, a whole new light has been shined on him. There's a lot of attention being paid to him. Um, and it really is paying off for Nick Aldis. You know, I, I think he's really rising to the occasion and it's super cool to see. Speaking of rising to the occasion, um, so we take the state of wrestling. I talked to Dave LaGreca from the show Busted Open on Sirius XM, and uh, I decided to do state of wrestling with him this week, and that happened like, you know, two hours ago or something like that. But in the meantime, it was announced by WWE officially that Renee Young was getting back into the commentary booth, something that a lot of Renee Young fans have asked about for a long time. Renee Young is going to be getting back into the commentary booth for this year's May Young Classic. I think this is a huge move. You know, she did a little bit of commentary years ago on, like, main event and shows like that. I don't remember if it was main event or superstars or what it was. It was one of the uh, smaller shows, but kind of disappeared from there and was never heard from behind that booth again. She has been announced as uh, one of the people in the three-person booth for the Mae Young Classic. It's Michael Cole, Renee Young, and Beth Phoenix. Now, I think throughout the whole Mixed Match Challenge, Beth Phoenix was a pleasant surprise. I don't know why I, I would be shocked that she's good. You, just, you can never assume that people are going to be good on commentary. Beth Phoenix was really, really good throughout the uh, Mixed Match Challenge, and I think that she is absolutely the right pick uh, for that person. I am so excited for Renee Young. I am so excited for what she's gonna sound like. I think that we're I think we're also gonna be pleasantly surprised at Michael Cole. You know, I think anybody that listened to Michael Cole call the action in the first UK tournament kind of got this refreshing here sound of Michael Cole, of what it sounds like when Michael Cole maybe isn't so heavily produced. Michael Cole is an amazing commentator like I want you guys to realize something Michael Cole has been in that seat that he's in for decades Michael Cole has seen every has had to not only has seen but has had to provide commentary for every conceivable situation that you could possibly think to put inside a WWE ring and somehow every single week on Monday Night Raw Michael Cole sounds enthused about it. I don't understand how it happens. I don't know how anybody can pull it off. But Michael Cole is pretty good at what he does. And I think he deserves more credit than he's given. Uh, and I think we're going to, I hope we're going to see that side of him at the May Young Classic. We're going to see Michael Cole doing things the way Michael Cole thinks that he should do them. So I'm excited for Cole. I'm, I think Beth Phoenix is great. And I'm, I'm super, super pumped for Renee Young because I think this is something she's wanted to do for a long time. Uh, we're definitely, because, you know, they posted photos they posted a photo of Renee, Beth, and Cole together in the commentary booth for the Mae Young Classic. So I'm assuming that this is being taped this week, the Mae Young Classic, if today, tomorrow, whatever. Uh, so we'll definitely be able to talk to Renee about her experience one week from tonight at Caroline's on Broadway. You should definitely be there for it. Tickets at carolines.com. It's the 200th podcast, and Renee Young is going to be there live. So I'm really looking forward to to talking to her about everything that went on um, 
on the Mae Young Classic and how how she, how she feels about doing commentary, what the what the training was like, if any. Did she jump right back in the booth, or did she have to practice, practice, practice? You know, it's a whole different energy. It's a whole different ball game. It's it's a different skill to provide commentary for a match than it is to host a pre-show panel than it is to conduct a backstage interview. So I'm not only anxious to hear from her how she tackled this task differently, but I'm really anxious to hear what she sounds like uh, behind a commentary table. So congratulations to Renee Young on um, being one of the color analysts for the Mae Young Classic. I cannot wait to see it. Uh, I think it's time that we step into the state of wrestling. As I stated earlier, Dave LaGreca is going to join me here. I went on Busted Open uh, this week to help promote the 200th podcast coming to Caroline's on Broadway. Make sure you're there for that next week. Um, But yes, uh, I I sat down with Dave. He's a friend. He's a person whose opinion I trust, uh, and he's a person whose opinion should be shared with you right now in the state of wrestling. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. And welcome into the State of Wrestling. We've stepped outside the Not Sam studio into the busted open studio at Sirius XM to hang with my pal Dave LaGreca, who's back on State of Wrestling. Thanks for uh, hanging, Dave. Much smaller studio than you're used to at Sirius XM. Well, I mean, look. (laughs) You know, the state of wrestling usually comes down from the Not Sam studio in Westchester, the best Chester, New York. Okay? And that's, that's huge. That's, that, state it's, of the art. It's enormous. It's You have no idea. You can ask Bruce Pritchard about it. You can ask Jeff Jarrett about it. Just incredible. It's certainly not in the basement of my house or anything like that, and we could be interrupted by my baby or dog at any moment. It is not that. True. Right. Okay. True. All True right. that. So, Dave, you know, here on the State of Wrestling, we go through what I think are the top five stories of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're an opinion I respect, and uh, I think that uh, the people who listen to this podcast will respect as well. So I appreciate uh, that. By the way, before we start, congratulations on everything, Sam. Oh, 200 episodes and everything else. I mean, you have done a lot of work. I am a weekly listener to your show, so congratulations on everything. I appreciate that. And, of course, you know, Caroline's on Broadway next week. Yep. 200th show live Thursday, August 16th. Dalton Castle, Renee Young, Bruce Pritchard, Pat McAfee. It's going to be amazing. And some surprises, too. My wife follows Dalton Castle on Twitter. She's in love with Dalton Castle. Well, I hope Dalton's tweeting about my live show, then. Don't talk about the peacock. I don't want to hear about his peacock. No, I'm sure you don't. (laughs) That's that's a that's a tough that's a tough subject in the LaGreca household. Sorry. Um, But Dave LaGreca, for me, number five uh, that's been buzzed about this week. Are these rumors about an NWO reunion? <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan is back to his carny ways of jumping on Twitter. Yep. He's got his beard back. The Just for Men is in. And he's uh, he, he's teasing. He's doing a lot of the videos where it's the <laughs> following message he's been paid for. by. And, you know, Scott Hall's tweeted some stuff. Kevin Nash has been around. Uh, there are some people that think that this is the NWO coming back to WWE. As soon as those went up, they were like, Hogan's going to be on Raw. Now, there were reports that Hogan was at SmackDown last night backstage. Um, he was at the pay-per-view Extreme Rules just to kind of talk to everybody, and I'm, I'm assuming that's why he was at SmackDown as well, and it was in his backyard in Florida there. What do you think about this NWO reunion talk? Well, Bully and I talked a lot about it on the show. First of all, it's the date. He has the countdown clock on, on his website. 
it's the date is a Saturday, mm-hmm. so it's not a it's not a Monday or a Tuesday or even a day of a pay per view. It's a Saturday, which is curious to me mm-hmm. because you think if there's going to be this big unveiling or a big announcement, that Saturday would not be the day that you would make it. So. I mean, I would assume that it's WWE-related based on the fact that he's now back into the family, he's back into the fold. I'm surprised at the timing of it because Hogan's just back, and there's still a lot of controversy. I'm sure, Sam, you've talked a lot about it. And I I think that Hogan needs to do a lot more in the community before he's completely fully accepted. Especially as a Hollywood Hogan heel. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. It's Hollywood Hogan heel. So the timing of it is strange. Which makes me wonder that maybe it's not WWE related. Could it be some kind of other appearance outside of the WWE? Yeah, I think people are going to be disappointed. Anybody that wants him back anyway, some people are going to be relieved because some people don't want him back at all. Yeah. It's uh, To me, I don't think it's WWE. I, I, I don't think it has anything to do with WWE. I don't even think it's in a wrestling ring. I think there's going to be some appearance at his beat shop or it's something where he's just getting people talking. I don't think WWE is bringing back the NWO to reintroduce Hogan. I think they reintroduce Hogan. Hogan, it's going to be in the red and yellow because it is very. Has to be. It's very difficult to be mad at Hogan when he's Hulkamania Hogan, right? When he's red and yellow, that's the Hogan that I think everybody's trying to forgive. So I don't think that. I also, if you look at the photos and you look at Hogan's beard and the way he's quaffed and everything, it looks like he did it himself. It doesn't look like it's a TV ready Hogan beard. It looks like he did it himself or with some other guy for some kind of online thing. WWE, if it were a WWE thing, it would have WWE production value. They would look like WWE. It's just, it, I, I don't think it makes sense. Also, what is the NWO, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, going to do in WWE? They're not wrestling. No. So it's like, what what good does that do? I don't think that there's any possible way that this is WWE related. And I think that this will end up being... An autograph signing. He doesn't do a lot of autograph signings as Hollywood with the NWO, but I think that at the end of the day, it'll just be an autograph signing. But don't you think the timing is bad? I mean, don't you think right now, until the WWE and how they figure out they want to unveil him back into the fold, then maybe he should just keep quiet. Maybe he should just stay off social media. Yeah. I mean, kind of stay off of all the things that got you in trouble in the first place. Lay low, and then when the WWE decides to bring you back onto TV, that's when you come back. I would agree with you 100%. I don't think you go into promo mode. I don't think you go into promo mode at all. I think that, you know, when you are ready to make a return, you let the WWE go into promo mode for you. Yes. So it's almost like, oh, yeah, I'm just still being humble, but WWE wants to promote this. Um, You don't go into business for yourself until after you've made a TV return, after you are sure that the waves have settled, and that's it. You know, and and Sam on on busted open. You know, we brought this up, and right away we got a ton of phone calls. But it was all about the past where it came to Hogan. It wasn't about this announcement. So already you're opening up that can of worms again because you haven't had that real, like you said, slick WWE behind exactly. it with everything that to make you forget. It's actually doing the opposite. It's making people remember. Plus, it doesn't make sense because. WWE is not bringing back the NWO again. They tried it. The last time we saw the NWO, it was a disaster. Yes, it failed. It was a disaster, and the only thing that recovered that whole comeback was Hogan putting the yellow boots back on. Yeah, yeah. They... And so, you know, I don't, I don't, I think that this could end up being a. I don't think it'll be a huge mistake for Hogan. I don't think it's going to be that huge either way, but I think that it is ill, ill conceived. 
The last thing you want to do is tease anything, and I'm sure the WWE are probably not happy about this either. That's right. I would agree with that too. Um, unless unless they just don't care. Oh, Hogan's off being Hogan, whatever. It may delay his return. And that's, that's a problem right there. Not for WWE, but for him. Yes. WWE, if, if Hogan never returns, WWE's fine, let's be honest. At their machine, there's nothing that could stop it. At this machine. point, nothing. not nothing. Nothing even comes close. Um, let's talk about uh, story number four. And that is that apparently, you know, according to some spots on the internet, Aleister Black has some kind of groin injury that could, not definite, not announced by WWE, could keep him off of TakeOver Brooklyn. Now, he lost the NXT Championship to Ciampa, which is amazing. And I said last week that I thought it was good because it took Ciampa away from from just being attached to Johnny Gargano. And some people were like, what are you talking about? Gargano's invested in the title win. He's invested in the story. It doesn't take him away at all. And what I more meant was, after this pay-per-view, should Ciampa leave with the NXT Championship, it is a direct pathway into another story. Anybody else challenging for that title gives him an excuse to not be involved with Johnny Gargano. Not that I couldn't watch those two guys, you know, be involved together forever. Yeah. But it do, it is an easy out to a story that we're deeply ingrained in. So I still kind of stand by that. But, you know, the theory and I'm not I don't really we don't really do the NXT spoilers on this podcast because and we don't do it on busted open. It's either. just too yeah. much. Like, who wants to like? Hey, in four weeks, this is going to happen. Like, okay, I'll, I'll, takes the fun out of yeah, it. Yeah, I'll watch it in four weeks. But um, the theory, the prevailing theory going around, is that the natural main event for Takeover Brooklyn would be the triple threat. Right, mm-hmm. that's what people are talking about: Makes Gargano, sense. Ciampa, Alistair Black. If Alistair Black is out, first of all, it's a shame because. As much as we talk about, you know, these matches between Ciampa and Gargano, Aleister Black is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Do you want to see the two guys go for it? Do you want to see Gargano, Ciampa, three, third takeover in a row, this time for the NXT Championship, if Aleister Black can't make it? Or do you want to see some kind of mix-up happen there? Well, I, I want to see it, and I'll tell you why. It's it's something that you, you see just what? said. Pronouns, pal. I want to see Champa and Gargano oh, three okay. at NXT TakeOver because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. And that is because the biggest difference between this and all the rest is that NXT championship. You know, you talk start talking about stipulations and loser leave NXT and all this other type of stuff. Let's make it simple this time. Right. It's for the NXT title. We don't need to do uh, uh, no holds barred. No, we no don't cage, need to do or hell right. in a cell, nothing. It's, it's for the NXT title. Sam, why do we love NXT? Because it's simple. It's real right. men fighting for real championships. That NXT championship, to me, means a lot more than the WWE championship or the universal title. Why? Because it's old school. The whole feel and to cause, it. Because it main event shows, right? Yes. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. When's the last time AJ Styles has main evented a show with that championship? Right. So, to me, why not make it just for the NXT championship? That's enough. This is the best feud going in wrestling. Do you worry at all? And this was, this is a, it's a worry that I have. I don't think it's necessarily realistic, but there is part of me that ends up worrying that they've gone to the well one too many times. I felt the same way at the last takeover. I was like, are we really doing the rematch already? I almost want to stretch this out a year before I see the rematch. And then I saw the rematch and I went, oh my God, that was, it was amazing. It's beautiful. I mean, some of the best storytelling in years 
went down in that match. So, are we going back to the well one too many times to try to do this a third time in such quick order? Or is this the story that could just go on forever? Well, maybe now after this, you take a little bit of a break. Maybe you do take a break. And, and you I don't do know, the three and then you take a break. And then you take a break because we don't know, you know, if or when Aleister Black could come back into the fold. Because that's maybe when you bring him back in right. is after SummerSlam. And then you can kind of rekindle this feud as we get closer to WrestleMania uh, in New York and New Jersey. I think that's probably the way to go. But again, this is the this is the match. If we do get one on one between Gargano and Champa, this is the match that I've been looking forward to because it's for a title. Right. So now I'm okay only, with it. We've only got one week to tell that story though, and we've got to do it probably through packages. That's fine. You know, since that show is that show the show before Takeover's taped, right? I mean, they wouldn't have. I mean, I think so. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. So. That means that theoretically we would need to do some editing and 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 which is fine. They've done that before, sure, through promos yes. and things like that. And because again, this is an ongoing story. This is right. just another chapter in that book. Right. So I'm excited for it, and I want to see this keep going. And again, this is another wrinkle because Bully and I have talked about it. Bully's like, all right, let's have a hell in a cell, or let's have a false count anyway. You don't need any of that. It's for the NXT Championship. Yeah, and and. If you can trust anybody to tell a new story when you don't think that there's a new story to be told, it's those two. Yes. There is part of me, though, that still wishes, and maybe it was wishful thinking with the title win, that we could start to see those guys drift into the main roster of NXT. Not the main roster, main roster, but the roster of NXT, only because the Gargano Ciampa stuff has been such a standout at those TakeOver shows. All the TakeOvers... I mean, this year and I guess last year too have just been so great. They right? keep getting better. They, and better. Somehow they keep getting better. Yeah. But it's always like an amazing show, and then also over here something even more amazing. Those matches that they have stand outside of the show, if that makes sense. It does. And and that story stands outside of NXT. It's so specialized. So I almost am. I I'm ready for. Something, and that was what Alistair Black, I think, was doing that draws both those guys back in to the uh, to the, the the thread of the full NXT story, where Velveteen Dream exists, where Lars Sullivan exists, yeah. where all these guys exist. I think that 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 is where this goes, and that's where it should go. And my only fear is when this is over, and one of them or both of them go to the main roster. Yeah, yeah, because that's when we're going to see the end of this story. You don't think it'll continue onto the main roster? No, I don't. Well, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens continued. And, and a watered-down version of what we saw on NXT. And I don't think this is a feud that you can water down. Do you... You never know, though. There's, there are... Because that is the prevailing sort of... Uh, that's what happens generally. But there's always the exception. You know what I mean? For every person that you'd go... I hope Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks... Like, every time I say Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks should go to WWE, there are... Dozens of people there to tell me you're out of your mind for saying that they're doing better in New Japan WWE would destroy them for every person that's come from outside of WWE or that's come from NXT that has not been used properly on the main roster There's AJ Styles. That's true. You know what I mean? There's always those 
exceptions that break through. There's the Samoa Joes. Yeah, and, and it's it's probably split 50-50. I will say this, and I look at it completely different because you just brought up the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I don't look about it as the WWE would ruin them. I think it would ruin a lot of what's going on outside the WWE. Mm-hmm. Would we be talking about All In being sold out if the Young Bucks... Right. You know, would we be talking about right. New Japan and Ring of Honor being at Madison Square Garden if they were in the WWE... So, so I look may- at it differently than that. Maybe not going to WWE is better for the wrestling business as a whole. Yes. Because it allows stuff to be going on outside. Isn't 100%. it amazing to have a handful of guys with that much power in the industry? Well, I mean, Cody. It's unprecedented. Cody and the Young Bucks sold out an arena by themselves yeah. in less than 30 minutes. And Marty. Can't forget about the villain. I, I love Marty. Marty is my daughter's favorite wrestler, uh-huh. so I'm never going to say anything bad about Marty's girl, but let's face it, it, it's the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, and probably to a, a bigger extent, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, I mean, the, the elite is the Young Bucks, and I think a lot of that creativity goes through. You know, I think that it was a great thing that happened to Cody being associated with that group, but it was a great thing for that group to be associated with Cody. I think it was one of those oh, sort yeah. of right time, right place, synergy moments and i want to see cody win that nwa championship at all in well then let's go to story number three i like that see i tie it in which is all in on pay-per-view not only all in on pay-per-view this is a huge announcement all in is going to be on regular pay-per-view you know i think most people theorize that it would either just be on fight tv Mm -hmm. which is what i think they're doing for starcast uh and or internet ippv yeah you know i think most people thought it would be on some form of ippv the idea that this is going to pay-per-view providers, meaning on your cable box, the same way you order UFC, the same way you used to order WWE before the WWE Network, you'll be able to click that button and order all in. That's probably how I'm going to end up watching it. Um, You're not I, going? I don't have any plans to go right now, but I might get FOMO and just book a ticket to Chicago at the last minute. It's just going to be such history. They have to be a part of it. It's going to be so cool. Um, but... I also think it's kind of history to have this thing on pay-per-view. It definitely is. I mean, you could draw parallels between the first WrestleMania and this show for the world outside of WWE. Is that crazy of me? No, it's not crazy at all. I, I think it's. I think you're when you look at this, you're thinking WrestleMania. You're thinking the first Starcade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's you, a better one. Probably. You have to look at. You have to look at it in that line of thinking. How about the fact that WGN is playing the With, first hour? That's right. That's an even bigger thing. And, that's huge. And and Cody did a YouTube video this week, and he was talking about it, and and he doesn't he doesn't describe it as a pre-show or a kickoff show. He describes it as the first hour of the show. It is. What's it called? A uh, all in something. It's got a separate title. I forget exactly what the title is. But zero it, hour. Zero hour. All in zero hour. And it is. It, it's a. It's a. It's the show before all in, but it's it's at all in, and yeah, it's going to be on WGN, which is one of the most carried stations in America. I mean, millions of households get WGN, and so the idea that somehow on a Saturday, was it on a Saturday or a Sunday? Well, the fact that, like, and it's going to be from from what we're saying, it's exactly like the first hour of the show, right? Like it's the first hour. I mean, you look at it, and you just mentioned WrestleMania, and I mentioned you know Starcade. You're you're going back decades. This this may even be more historic than any of those because people than for, WrestleMania, and it, and here's why. That's a stretch. And, and but but let me tell you why. 
Okay, and I know you're gonna. I knew you're gonna kill me on this. That's insane. Because the WWE had already made that national push with Hogan. The WWF at the time was already huge. There's gonna be people that are gonna be tuning into this show that maybe never even heard of Ring of Honor. That maybe never even have watched Cody Rhodes or the Young Bucks wrestle. Well, if WWE is 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 that big, they will have heard of Cody Rhodes. That's true. But but I get what you're but, saying. But, I'm, but, I'm, I'm, yeah. but this is this is a. I still don't. Well, I, I, at the time, because don't forget, you know, you're you're younger than I am. That's right. Okay, quite a bit. All right, WrestleMania was at Madison Square Garden. They already they sold Madison Square Garden out every month. This wasn't a big deal. Right. They, they would they would sell out that building every single month. But that's also that was that was also uh, you know, and I I've only heard because you're much older than me. But that was also. <laughs> <laughs> that was also in the territory days, right? Where in New York, like it, it, this conversation of what's a national product wasn't as much of a conversation in the sense that everybody in that tri-state area, this was the wrestling that they watched. Uh, WrestleMania was number one, the first show of this magnitude that was done nationally on this show. True, level. but they, 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 they did the show on MTV. Like they they were already so there doing this they're already up. doing this national push. Well I think people outside of the New York, New Jersey area already knew and were aware of the WWF promotion. But you know what what All In has that WrestleMania did not? What's that? The internet. The fact that that the internet has has created this global community that there is a buzz. Let's be honest. You know, Funko Pop has Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega toys in stores right now. Hot Topic is carrying Bullet Club and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and Young Bucks t-shirts in malls across the country. There is this national awareness because they've made a name for themselves over the years with the internet. Yeah. You know, so 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 the internet is doing the job that things like MTV and stuff were doing for WWF. And maybe and maybe you know what Sam maybe I'm putting too much stock into this. Maybe I'm overexcited about this. And here's the reason why is that there has been no show at this level for decades. You're going to have to go back to WCW that had a national show each week that you could watch that where we were talking about a non-WWE show in the states having this many fans there and being on pay-per-view and being on WGN for the first hour on that Saturday, September 1st. You're, you're, you're talking in, in eras and decades when you're talking about all in. No, you're right. But before WrestleMania, there was nothing. You know what I mean? There was You go back as many decades as you want to. Well, there was, there was Starcade. Yeah. Who's talking about Starcade? I, 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 Starcade's but, a, but, let me tell you something, Dave. Starcade's a goddamn house show. I, <laughs> in Carolina. All right, but but I'm but you just brought it up. It's history that dictates how important WrestleMania was. That's right. So I'm so just we don't know. I'm just talking about right now. Okay. When 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 I saw the first WrestleMania, I wasn't like, oh my god, this is history. We're never ever going to see something like this again. And this you were 22 cha- years old, right? I, 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 it was right after my. It was the. I, I actually had to watch it after my first wedding. It was. <laughs> it was like in the. But in the moment, I was right. like, all right, this is huge. But this is. I thought this. Yeah. I thought this is. This is. 
is the WWS version of Starcade. That's what I thought when yeah. we saw the first WrestleMania. Obviously, history has dictated otherwise. And I do have that lens of the WWE's uh, kind of uh, disrupted history. Yes, like a lot was... of a lot of my history is fed by that sort of biased uh, yes, narrative. Yes, the you're, WWE the sports pushes. entertainment glasses. I'm a sports what entertainment guy. That's what you're watching. I'm just saying. I'm, a, I'm a bit moment, of a I'm a bit of a shill. I don't know if you've heard. I don't think you're a shill. Well, in the but the public says otherwise. In the, in the moment, I'm just talking about in the moment. That's not the way I'm looking at all. This is truly historic. And of course, the G1 at the Garden. Is but you're also well. older, so I you've am. got a different context, and you're you're a smark. If <laughs> so, I, I, like I always say, you're the Rob Zombie. I'm the Alice Cooper. That's right. That's right. In the sense that Alice Cooper is much older than Rob Zombie. <laughs> um, let's go to story number two. Story number two is a couple of big matches announced for SummerSlam. Number one confused me. It's the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. I feel like there's a lot going on at SummerSlam that we've already seen. I thought it was a given that the Bar versus the Bludgeon Brothers would be the match at SummerSlam. Yes. I think that that's a better match. Mm-hmm. I think that the idea of this sort of hoodlum, roughneck, you know, soccer hoodlum type, roughneck European tag team like the Bar going against uh, uh, the, 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 the Bedlam Brothers, whatever their name is. Um, <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers. That's something we haven't really seen before. The Bludgeon Brothers were able to make short work of the New Day and the Usos at WrestleMania to win the titles. Uh, I'm a little confused as to the decision to make that match your SmackDown tag team match at SummerSlam. I completely agree. It does have a feel like I've seen this before, almost like... Something that we've seen even on a SmackDown before. I think the bar would have been the better way to go. Mm-hmm. But after watching that match on SmackDown between those two tag teams. Amazing match. You, you forget how good the New Day really is. You do. That's a good point. And you, you, especially with the pancake throwing and everything else. You forget how good they are. That could be a match where and everything will kind of be forgotten because this will be a you know, a 13-hour show that we see <laughs> at SummerSlam. So you're probably going to forget it if it's early on in the card, but that could be a potential steal. Uh, it's, you know, show it could. stealer. It yeah. could. Um, yeah, I mean, I also think that there's been so much forgotten about the bar since coming to SmackDown. I thought this would be the kind of moment to remind everybody what a powerful I, team. I agree. But Everything I feel like, showed that it was going to be the bar. I feel like SmackDown has done a disservice to the bar as Raw has done a disservice to the authors of pain. It's really kind of an interesting Dear thing. Dear God, have they... Like, I it's can't like, believe How it. can we make the authors of pain, you know, fail? Let's take Paul Ellering away. Let's put a microphone in their hand. And let's and have let, them wrestle singles. And, and, and lose to Apollo Crews. That's how you I, have I a mean, flop. To me, it was like, just have them go in and tear through the division. Yes. That's it. That makes that's, sense, doesn't it? It, it? I believe it. I like it. I'm excited by it. Paul Ellering is, even if Paul Ellering's not there, have him tear through the division. But certainly don't let me hear about uh, what they're going to learn anybody. Yeah. (laughs) Lose to, no disrespect to Titus Worldwide. No, but but they haven't been positioned to be the ones. Um, But that's besides the point. The other match uh, that I'm very interested that was officially made is Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Um, I think that this is the match that everybody's been waiting for since Daniel Bryan's return. To me, my ideal scenario for it was WrestleMania, of course. Yes. Uh, but I'm still excited to see it. I am too, and it's, it almost feels like it's an afterthought. Like, it almost feels like this Miz-Daniel uh, Bryan feud is something that's, like, uh, like 
This is Daniel Daniel Bryan's back. A few months ago, we never thought he'd be back in the WWE ring. Now he's going up against the Miz. Was what this story's been? This feud's been going on for a long time without them actually even touching. Yeah. And now we're gonna get that, and I I just hope that people are gonna enjoy it because this is something that I've never thought we'd be able to see. Well, I think I think WWE needs to do their due diligence as of now. We've got one episode of SmackDown before SummerSlam. Yeah. And then you've also got the SummerSlam show itself. There was a package that was shown at WrestleMania 27 before the Miz versus John Cena match. And it was the Miz's video package. And it was about two minutes explaining the story of the Miz. And within that video package, I was finally sold on the Miz and I was finally sold on the match. It was one of the best videos I remember it that the yep. WWE has ever done you remember you're sitting at the control yeah, room and everything room and so good they're showing the real world they're showing yeah. this and it was it was amazing right yes I think they need match to, wasn't but they, that definitely was I'm talking about the package yes I know they need to <laughs> and they and by the way you don't need to be sneaking your shots in at the Miz that's unfair they need to do something like that to remind us of this story between Daniel Bryan yes. and The Miz, and go back to NXT when The Miz was the coach. They need to, I hope they do it next week. If they don't do it next week, do it right before the match at SummerSlam. Please. Because this is, you know, I don't want to say Savage Hogan level, but if you told this story right, could be you could have the conversation. It could be. You know, this is, to me, the most compelling long-term story in WWE right now. Not Gargano Ciampa, that's NXT, but in WWE main roster, there is no story with more potential for deep storytelling than The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. And it's weird that they delayed the official announcement of the match a week. Because I almost wish they'd announced it last week. And they could have. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why not. Yeah. And spent the next two weeks building. There was also no explanation as to why... We were told that the Miz was here connected via satellite, and then clearly in the building because Daniel Bryan yeah, was right it, there this week. And then I love the fact that he was live on set, at, you know, for Miz and Mrs. When that's a reality show, there is no set. <laughs> you should be in your house. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we were finding out that the Miz was lying. That's okay. Um, but yes, I, I I do think that some due diligence needs to be done. Uh, before we run out of time, Dave Lagreca, number one story of the week. I came to the realization of the cure for Roman Reigns. Anybody that's out there, and it came to me as I was watching Raw this week, and the tremendous ovation that Seth Rollins received. Everybody thinks that the way to send their message to the WWE about Roman Reigns is to boo Roman Reigns. And it's simply not the case. Because it's noise. And as long as a reaction is happening, they're sticking to this. The key to letting WWE, if you don't want Roman Reigns there, if yeah. you want Roman Reigns there, cheer for him, boo for whatever you want. But you hear this all the time. And I, I think that the negativity that people have towards Roman Reigns needs to be channeled into positivity towards something else. Power of positive thinking, like the new that. day. But if Seth Rollins gets ovations like he got on Raw everywhere that he goes, they're going to have no choice but to put the title on the guy that I think they should be putting the title on which is Seth Rollins. That's just that to me is my number one that's the, that's that's kind of the realization I achieved this week. They have uh just riches on that raw roster right now. They yeah, have they really so do. much talent. They have so many guys that people want to see, must see wrestlers, I yeah. think, on that roster. I am tired of the Roman Brock scenario. Yeah, I really am. And they're and they're throwing el you know, little elements in like Paul Heyman that get me to intrigued for SummerSlam, for sure, and Braun Strowman holding that Money in the Bank briefcase. Or Kevin Owens. Or Kevin Owens is another one. 
But as far as Brock and Roman, it's been there. It's done that. People hated at WrestleMania 34. You made a point on Busted Open, which I thought was a great one. You could get a worse reaction at SummerSlam than you did at WrestleMania 34. And honestly, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I came out of WrestleMania 34 saying, number one, that was a top five WrestleMania. Number two, I was depressed because the way that it ended, because how the crowd reacted. I don't want that in Brooklyn. I hope the WWE smartens up. And I, I and I understand that they don't want the people to change their reactions or change their business or what they want to do. But wasn't that what pro wrestling was based on? It's supposed to be. Yeah, you're supposed to. That's the wave that you're supposed to go with. But what do I know, uh, David? I appreciate you doing this. We'll do it for longer next time. No, um, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me on. But you can listen to Busted Open every morning on Sirius XM, uh, Fight Nation, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, and of course. Come on out to Caroline's I'll next Thursday. Yes, I love that. August 16th, we will be there for the 200th episode. We'll see you then. Thank you, Dave. All right, you got it, my friend. Thank you, Sam. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at MiltSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.